everybody. This is our time where we do communion and remembrance of the sacrifice that Jesus did for us. I'm going to be reading out of Matthew 26. It says, While they were eating, Jesus took bread, gave thanks, and broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat, this is my body. Thank you, Jesus, for your body, for beating for us, for laid down, it was laid down for us, Jesus, thank you. And it says, then he took the cup, he gave thanks and offered it to his disciples saying, drink from it, all of you. And after that, it says, this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. My favorite part's the next verse. It says, I tell you, I will not drink of this fruit of the vine from now on until that day when I drink it anew with you in my Father's kingdom. He's waiting for us so he can drink it again. Thank you, Jesus, for your sacrifice. Thank you for your blood that was spilled and your body that was laid down for us. Thank you for waiting for us again. Thank you, Jesus. And it says, when they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. So we're going to sing the next song and just really take time to thank him for what he did for you. Worship him.
very room. He's the God who is. He's not just the God who was and is to come. He's the God who is. He's right here. Just close your eyes. See him with your mind's eye. And I want us to, to softly, intimately just sing this to him. Only him.
Lord, accept our offering of love and praise and our hearts of worship before you. Lord, I pray right now that every heart would burn for you in this house. That we would burn for you in this house. We would be a flame set forth as we leave here, Lord. But right now that we would illuminate this place with your fire. We thank you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. We give you all of us right now. It's not even near enough, but we pour it out on you. And in Jesus' name, the house said in unity, amen, amen. I want to welcome you today. I want to welcome you today to family. That's something our pastor always says. We're family. We may not always go up and shake each other's hand. Or we may not, you know, I'm passing. But we are family. So I'm going to give you this time. This is our transition time. You got 10 minutes according to the screen. I want you to go reach out and shake some hands and hug some necks of your family. And then Pastor Kevin's coming with a word. Amen. Amen. Amen.
celebration. You're worthy of our celebration. Father, tonight, we didn't come to get a blessing. We come to be a blessing to you. Good morning, everybody. Morning. Morning. 
Yeah. Oh, Lord. There's some reverb on that one. Uh, <laughs> hey, guys. Um, so, sure. Uh, so, welcome to the gathering place. My name is Pastor Kevin. I'm the associate pastor here. Uh, this is my uh, beautiful, hot Mexican wife. It's Crystal. She's my hot tamale. All right. <laughs> All right. So, as you guys know, uh, Pastor DJ, our lead pastor, is actually in Mexico, right? So, Pastor DJ, we love you. Big shout out to the whole team over there. That's right. We love you. We know. Eat some uh, good Mexican food for us. Yes, they're eating great Mexican food. I'm jealous. Um, <laughs> and they had a piñata. Yeah, Pastor DJ had a piñata. I don't know if you guys saw that for his birthday. Um, I didn't see the mariachi band, so I don't know. But uh, <laughs> but it's okay. Uh, I am excited for them. All the praise reports we've been hearing is that it's just been on fire. Uh, people have been getting wrecked. Uh, I believe people have been getting saved. It's just an amazing work of God that's happening in Mexico right now. So I'm really excited about that. Uh, and Pastor DJ and the family out there, we love you. love you. Continue to do the work. God bless you. Your family here at home is still praying for you guys, and we are excited to see you soon. All right, so let's jump into just a couple of announcements. Um, so you want to do this okay, one because so I can't read it. We have our serve opportunity where we're feeding the city of Millbrook. Yes. Oh. And we, <laughs> we do have one, a but... lot of people signed up for um, the chili. Y'all have been awesome. I think the last count was 29, if Woo! I'm not mistaken. Uh, so we're doing uh, crock pots of chili and brownies. And what we need right now is just all hands on deck to help serve that day. It yes. will be at the church, so December 17th. Um, and so if you can come and serve and just be the hands and feet of Jesus and be ready yeah. to love on people and pray for them um, and just serve them food, that would be awesome. So anybody interested, we, do we have a sign-up sheet for uh, you serving? Can please see Miss Cassandra. Okay. Cassandra, so raise your Cassandra. hand. Okay. <laughs> and we do have a lot of teens, so yes. we're excited about that as well. Yeah, so uh, as we said, so thankfully you guys have been awesome and we have plenty of food now available for them, uh, but we really do need um, volunteers and hands and feet. So definitely, just so you guys know how that's gonna work, it's more of a drive-through, okay? People are gonna be getting food and going, uh, but we're gonna open up the annex for anybody that wants to just sit and eat it hot, okay? And so during that time, you know, we want people to help serve, but also, you know, just to pray oh, for sure. people and love on them, you know? Uh, so it's gonna be a great time. All right, what else we got? Ooh. Ugly Christmas sweater Sunday. <laughs> yes, so okay. next Sunday, December 18th. So come ready and prepared with your ugliest sweater. <laughs> ugly, ugly. Ugly, ugly. ugly. Sweater. Uh, we are going to have some prizes, so it's going to be fun. Yes. Uh, huh? Were you saying something? Oh, I think Pastor Julie wants to say an announcement. I'm <laughs> no, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's going to be great, though. Bring your ugly sweater, uh, and it's going to be awesome. What are we at? Next Sunday is Praying on the Spot with Ron Trahan. Yes, so, come on, Ron. Yes, we're excited about our uh, classes right before church. They've been awesome. Today was Miss Ginger's class yes. for the spiritual Woo. discipline. I'm sad I missed it. I love you, Miss Ginger. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so whenever you want to come, 9 o'clock, we have classes, and we always have schedules up. So if you're ever in the bathroom, we have a schedule up. And there's no reason to miss these classes. So... Yes, yeah. they're awesome. Uh, also, there's no need to sign up either, okay? So every Sunday at 9 a.m., uh, almost every single Sunday, there's a class going on. So you can just pop in there, okay? Uh, 
Yeah, unless you need childcare, child let us know. Get but with. if you don't need childcare, it's always available. Okay, 9 a.m. You just hop right in. Um, also, no Christmas service on Sunday, December 25th, which is Christmas. Uh, we will not be having service. Uh, that Sunday. So please, we encourage you guys to spend time with your families. Uh, this is the time for you to be Jesus in your own family you environment, right? That's right. So, um, you know, it's time for you guys to be Jesus in your family reunions and not be angry and throwing yeah. stuff. So uh, <laughs> I know family reunions are kind of tough and rough sometimes. So, uh, but yeah, uh, go ahead, babe. The worship and production meeting on January 8th after service. Um, so anybody in worship and production, that is a meeting to go to on January 8th, right yes. after service. All right. Oh, yeah. Dun, dun. So save this Yeehaw. Page. Come on, y'all. <laughs> we are excited. We are going to have a hold down, throw down. That's right. And hold down, throw down. Is that Yeehaw. Right? <laughs> is that better? Yeehaw, Yeehaw cowboy. <laughs> I'm going to have to learn how to square dance or whatever it's called. Line dance. I, I don't know. Line dance, square dance. Well, Ryan, your so partner. Ryan, Ryan. All right. Sorry. Sorry. Okay. So we have more information coming soon, but save the date. Yes. We are super excited. I think this will be a fun gathering. Yes. If you don't know what this is, this is a family gathering of you guys, like our church family. We get together and we have fun. Uh, I know for some, you know, people that have been Christians like 30 years, they don't know what that word is. But we here at the gathering place, we like to have fun. We like to fellowship, right? We like to just have a party and, and line dance. So, uh, but yeah, it's going to be awesome. We're also going to recognize some of our, you know, uh, people and, and just thank everybody for being there. So uh, this is opened up to the entire church this year. So it's, it's going to be exciting. All right, so we don't have a slide for this, but we have our angel trees available. Yes. Um, we do have eight, and if you are interested in that, you would go meet Miss Julie after church in the office, and just because there's eight, that doesn't mean, like, eight people and that's done. We could actually split those into sections, so, like, maybe the um, angel tree person needs um, clothes and a toy. Someone can do the t uh, clothes, someone can do the toy. So please don't get discouraged if you already see eight people. If you want to help in this um, opportunity to bless a family, to bless a child, you can do that. So yeah. they will be meeting in the office after. Yeah, there's actually nine, but one has already been taken care of. So oh, praise yeah. God. Um, so that's awesome that <laughs> yes. we can do that you know, within our family. Yep, and so right after service, don't forget, get with Pastor Julie. She'll be in Pastor DJ's office. All right, I'm good. Else? Where's Miss Rhonda? Like, did we forget it? Are we good? I, I just feel like standing up, y'all. I'm sorry. All right. Hey, listen, I hope y'all are ready. I hope you're ready to have fun. I hope you're ready to uh, hear God's word. Um, it's hard for me to stay glued to a seat, so I apologize in advance. I'm probably going to walk around, uh, but I will do my best to not, you know, get overly excited. My wife, Crystal, is pretty good at bringing me down to earth. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so let's go ahead and pray, and let's just jump right into God's word and what he wants us to speak about today. So, Father, we thank you this morning. Uh, we love you. We are grateful for another day of life, God. Thank you so much for our families, God. We bless them right now. We bless our church families. We bless Pastor DJ and the whole team that's over there in Mexico. God, we thank you for every person in this room. God, we thank you for your kingdom, that it is here, God. We thank you that there's no sickness in your kingdom, that there's no lack in your kingdom, there's no needs in your kingdom. Father, we thank you for the power and authority that we have, God. We thank you for your son, Jesus. 
Jesus, and we thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit. God, we love you. We thank you, and I ask that you would open each and every one of our hearts that we may receive this morning something great from you. And, and Lord, I ask by the power of your Holy Spirit that you would put your words in our mouths this morning. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. amen. All right. I'm excited. All right, here we go. You ready? On three. No, I'm just kidding. All right. Um, All right. So this morning, I'm excited because we're going to be talking about one of the greatest gifts that we've been given. Okay. One of the greatest gifts that we've been given, and that is a gift of the Holy Spirit. Okay. Why did I say it's one of the greatest gifts that we've ever received is because Jesus is the one who gave it to us. Okay. Jesus said, I have to go, but I will give you the Holy Spirit. And, you know, and so... It's one of the greatest gifts. And so me and uh, Pastor Chris have been really going back and forth together on the Holy Spirit. Now, some of the things that we're going to talk about today, well, a lot of it might just be, you know, oh, I've not, I know that, or I've known that, or, you know, that's, that's, I've heard that before. And some of it might be like, whoa, what? You know, I, I did it. Some of it might blow your mind for real. You know, some of it, it kind of blew my mind, right? Like, uh, you know, where's the father? In heaven, right? Where's the son? At the right hand of the father. Where's the Holy Spirit? In you, in me, right here, right now. And so it's really, really awesome. And so we'll start uh, digging deep, uh, getting a little deeper. I'm going to do my very best to stay on track because I get excited when we start talking about the kingdom of God. Uh, But um, for now, let's go ahead and jump into, uh, let's jump into John 16, 7. You good with that? All right. So John 16, 7. It says this, but very truly I tell you, it is for your good that I am going away. Unless I go away, the advocate, which is the Holy Spirit, will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. Hmm, I wonder if I should, I'm I'm thinking, I'm processing. Like, just so you guys know this morning, it's going to be like we're all sitting in our living room, okay? This is one giant living room, and we're just going to chat. Because I get really excited, you know, like I I start thinking about this, and it gets me really excited because Jesus is like, I have to go. That's not what Pastor Kevin is saying. That's what the Word of God is saying. Jesus said, I have to go. Like, wait a minute, but Jesus is Lord. Jesus is master. Jesus is king. Jesus is God. Like, I don't understand. Why does he have to go? Right? Why does he have to go? And the reason he has to go is because he's king. He's a king. You know, and so when you're, you're talking about a territory or you're talking about dominion or you're talking about a uh, colony, you're talking about heaven on earth, there's, you know, there's, there's a king. And so anyways, all right, I'm not going to go too far. Uh, tell you what, I will just tell you and then I'll back up later and we'll talk about it. But I'll just tell you this, okay? The king of kings lives in heaven. If the king of kings was here, you would have no power because he's the king. So where's the king have to be? Up there. So why? So the Holy Spirit would be here so that you can have power and you can have authority to have domain, to take authority over this place the colony we call earth, right? Hold up. I know it's getting crazy. You're like, wait a minute. What did he just say? You know, there can only be one king. So if the king wants to expand, he has to take what? Territory. 
Oh, all right, all right. Okay. So, yes, baby, go ahead and jump in, baby, and, and let's, let's, let's get back into this. Um, so I kind of backtrack a little bit. Um, it's kind of been awesome that God's been speaking about the Holy Spirit. And when God speaks, he, only, he doesn't only speak to one person. When we're a body, Amen. he'll, like, com- confirm that with other people. And it's funny because on Wednesday, uh, Pastor Kevin asked uh, Pastor Rick to yes. teach uh, to our students, and we didn't talk about it or anything. So we mm-hmm. just sat there, and guess what he talked about? The Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Yes, he did. The gift of the Holy Spirit. And I just sat there. I was like, thank you, God, for this confirmation. Amen. And, um, you know, the Lord was just speaking to me about sometimes we take for granted the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Um, we don't know how much power there is in that. And it's in us. And the Lord was kind of speaking to me through worship today. And we invite Holy Spirit to come. He needs no invitation. He's already in you. We need to give him permission to do what he wants to Amen. do. That's and right. so I think that was like, God revealed that to me to share to you that Holy Spirit is here. Because if you're a believer and you are here, he is in you. And when we are a body, Holy Spirit is here. That's right. But we have to give him permission. So it's like that word, that difference, permission. Holy Spirit, I give you permission to yeah. move in my heart. Holy Spirit, I give you permission to move in this body today. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> Preach, girl. All right, sorry. <laughs> oh, man, that's good. What else you got? Oh, I thought you were going to keep reading. Oh, what? Read what? We're in John 16. Oh, okay. He said you he see, had to go, so, saw, he, I... so Holy Spirit can come. That's right. John 16, 10. Let me get there. Let me take my you phone. Yeah, you read it. Okay, so he said um, he would send the advocate. When he comes, he will prove the world to be in the wrong about sin and righteousness and judgment about Mm, sin because people do not believe in me about righteousness because I'm going to the father where you can see me no longer and about judgment because the prince of this world now stands condemned I I have much more to say to you more than you can bear but when he the Holy Spirit of truth comes He will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears. And he will tell you what is yet to come. He will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to Mm. you. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said the Spirit will receive from me what he will make known to you. Mm. And that is just so powerful. Like I said, sometimes you just skip skip through it like Holy Spirit came. But Jesus is telling you what the Holy Spirit is here to do. It's speaking to us what the Father is saying because he's saying it to Jesus. And now Jesus is saying it to the Holy Spirit to reveal to us. Yeah, And and that brings me to my next point of the Holy Spirit is so powerful in your life because the Holy Spirit is your Jesus connection. Without the Holy Spirit, you don't have a connection to Jesus or the Father according to the Scripture because everything that the Holy Spirit gets, he gets it from who? Jesus. Who gets it from who? The Father. Then who reveals it to who? You. But without the Holy Spirit, you don't have that. So the Holy Spirit is greater than even wisdom because the Holy Spirit gives you revelation. There is a difference between wisdom and revelation. We were talking about this last night on an analogy that we wanted to use. And yeah, and we were going back and forth. And then I started talking about Miss Karen and and Brother Jim. uh, And I was talking about a garden, right? I said, you know, sometimes you can have like a... uh, 
You can have the wisdom on how to grow a garden. Not me. I don't know. I have no idea. I might starve or something. I don't know. Like if it came to that, I'm going to one of y'all's houses because I don't know. Like for real, like I have to go to like Brother Jim's or anybody else, uh, the, the Jacks, anybody that grows a garden because I have no idea. Right. Can't even keep a plant alive. Uh, yeah. Pastor Crystal can't even keep a plant alive. Bless her Jesus. Um, but no, but seriously, so you can have wisdom on how to grow a garden. Right. Revelation is like you need to grow food because in a year there's going to be a famine. So then revelation is greater than wisdom because revelation will give you the urgency to get wisdom, right? So, oh snap, I better learn how to garden because there's a, a, there's a famine coming next year, you see? And, and I, don't, I didn't have the wisdom to grow a garden, but through revelation, now I know I need that wisdom. Let me go search that out, right? And so revelation is amazing and it comes through the power of the Holy Spirit who lives in you. Right. So the, the Holy Spirit revelation is coming through the Holy Spirit. OK. And so it's so important without the Holy Spirit of God, you lose your connection. He is in communion with Jesus and the father. And the only way you will get revelation is to have the Holy Spirit living in you. That is the only way. Go ahead. And, and knowing and believing that, because I think that that's yeah. the part we forget. Like we think, oh, we're good. I accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior. But the Holy Spirit's there ready. It's a gift. Like Pastor Rick was teaching the teens. It's a gift that you have to receive. You have to open that gift and use it. You know, we're not going to give someone a gift. And then, you know, you like to see them put on that sweater you gave them or that frame you see in their house. And Jesus is sitting there like, you're not opening your gift that I left yep. you. And so, you know, he's waiting for us to open that gift and use it in a powerful way, as you see in scripture, to reveal stuff to us. Yeah, it's like the story of the talents. You know what I mean? Like how that one, gave, they gave a, they all had a talent, but one made 10, one made five, one just hit it and buried it and said, oh, I got a talent, yay. You know, and a lot of times Christians do that. I have the Holy Spirit, yay. And they do nothing with that. Nothing with that. Their whole life. They go to the church and they say, I'm a born again believer and I have the Holy Spirit. Amen. And that's great. You have your talent, but you hit it and you did nothing with it. You know, and so what are you doing with the gift of the Holy Spirit? The gift of pretty much, uh, not pretty much, ultimate power. Holy Spirit. What are you doing with that? Because you have the power to walk into any room and completely shift the atmosphere. You have the power to walk into a room full of sadness and depression and bring joy and peace. But are you doing it? Are you doing it? You have the power to bring, you know, to calm the weather. But are you doing it? Are you speaking it? Are you praying about that? Are you allowing the Holy Spirit to move through you? Uh, and so that's, you know, I, I love what you said because that always reminds me of the talents, you know, the, the parable of the talents. But keep going. Um, I'm trying to think where I want to go. Cause he was saying how, you know, what are you going to do with it? And I'm just going to skip and go there. Cause that's where I need to go. So Jesus tells us that the Holy spirit is a deposit. It is a guarantee. Oh, and yeah, I'll read yeah. that. We are in Ephesians 1, 13 through 14. And I'll just read it. It says, and you also were included in Christ when you heard the message of, of truth, the gospel of your salvation. When you believed, you were marked in him with the seal, the promised Holy Spirit. 
He is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to to the praise of his glory. And so when you think about a deposit, you put a deposit down when you're serious about something, Mm, you know, kind of, you know, uh, ladies, when you get engaged, what does your ring mean? It's a deposit. It's you're saying, I want to marry you. Right. And we are the bride. Yeah, it means I'm taken. (laughs) And. You know, we are left with this seal, with this promise, with this engagement ring that he is coming back. That's right. And this Holy Spirit is our deposit while we're here. And I feel like he's going to come and say, what did you do with your deposit? I left that. I was serious about you. I said, you are mm. mine. You are sealed. Right. But what did you do with that deposit that I placed inside of you? That seal. And I just wanted to skip there because I feel like yeah. that's what we're talking about when you talk about the talents. What are we doing with that? Mm. We have a responsibility. That's like, right. great, he left it. But now what? Yeah. Yeah. And I, and going, yeah, I mean, and also another thing that always blows my mind is that people think, okay, you know, I'm called, I'm saved. And man, I can't wait to get to heaven. You know, they're so excited about getting to heaven. But in heaven, there's already a king. And the king of kings. Why are you excited to get to heaven? You know, if God didn't want you on earth, he wouldn't give you healing. Why is there healing? Because he wants you to stay here as long as possible. Why? Because you're supposed to take dominion. You're supposed to do what Adam was doing in the beginning. Take dominion. Take over. This is the colony called earth, but it's supposed to be the colony of heaven on earth. What does that mean? It means that the culture of heaven needs to be poured out here by you, by the power of the Holy Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, self-control. You know, and so it's so important that we understand that we are sealed. Um, You know, me and Pastor Chris were talking about this last night. Um, Yeah, I mean, the more we talked about it, the more and more we were just kind of getting blown away because of what the seal represents. If Miss Ginger, would you put that? So that when I before I even knew we were doing this, that's what I saw in my my mind. Like Holy Spirit just put that picture and I said, okay, sealed. Like I, I knew I have I have heard it before in the word in the word. But when I looked up this seal, I'll just read it. Let me see where I... Okay, so in... I don't know. I'm just going to say old times because I'm not good at history. But it says, In pressing a dollop of wax against the lip of an envelope with the king's signet ring, assured the the recipient that the contents were untouched and thieves, traitors, and other criminals were tampering if they opened it. And so when I read that, I said, it was kind of funny how we've talked about the signet ring, the father's ring. And, you know, it kind of all is just like, bam, right there. Like, once he says it, you're sealed. And we have to, like, look at that envelope and say, that is me. He has put everything that I need. He's sealed me. He's promised me. Because hard times are going to come. They're promised. As long as the promise of the Holy Spirit, he promised us hard times. That's right. But he also promised that Holy Spirit that is sealing us, preparing us. And that's just the picture I got. And... Um, me and Pastor Kevin started talking about that. Yeah, and one of the things that we uncovered, which is really awesome, um, was that the king's signet ring that sealed that wax is what prevented or scared away the thieves and those who would try to tamper with it. Because when you are sealed with the signet ring, it's not no longer, you aren't protecting yourself anymore. 
So when that seal, that signet ring is stamped, that means that the person who stamped that envelope is protecting you and is coming before you in his authority and his power. So no longer is it the recipient, it's who signed it, whose seal you have on you, right? Who, who stamped you, which is one of the scriptures that uh, we have, or I think we just read of, of being stamped. Um, but it was really, really awesome as we were going through that um, and just getting to understand that the power and protection that comes through the seal the is and, and through the seal of the signet of the Holy Spirit it is so powerful. It is so powerful. Um, but like uh, Pastor Chris was saying, you know, he is coming back. You know, it's not forever. He's coming back. And so um, anyways, you can keep going. Okay. I don't want to take just, too much time. <laughs> I just want to add there in the, sometimes, again, the Holy Spirit, when you take it for granted, we like to go through things on our own. Mm, we like to yeah. go through things in our own strength. That's right. But the Holy Spirit's right there ready to take on that, that we're yes. facing. Yes. Holy Spirit is our comfort. That's right. Holy Spirit is our correction. Holy Spirit is our wisdom. And so sometimes we choose to be the Holy Spirit. Ooh. In our own lives, Lord. we say we know better. Mm -hmm. You know, I can handle that. And but that's why you're burdened. That's why you're tired. That's why you feel like you can't face it, because that's the Holy Spirit's job. That's right. In your life is to do what Jesus and the father is wanting him to do. Yeah. And again, it's permission. Give that Holy Spirit permission to move in your life so you don't have to go through things that you will face alone yeah. and through your own, you know, yeah. Power that you think. Yeah, and one of the things too that we were talking about is that the Holy Spirit is not a thing. It's not a ghost. I know we say ghost, but it's not a ghost. It's a person. He is the Holy Spirit. It's a person. He's alive. It's a person. Okay? It's not a thing. It's not like the force from Star Wars, right? The force is with you. No. Like it's not. He is a person. The Holy Spirit is a person. That's why he asks for permission. The Holy Spirit is a gentleman. He's going to ask for permission. He's not going to just do it. If God wanted to make robots, he would have made them. A whole robot army. But he didn't make robots. He made you and me. And so that's why he asks for permission. Hey, are you going to allow me to move in you? And this is another thing. A lot of us, sometimes we think like, okay, Holy Spirit, move through me, use me. I want to, and most of the times, hear me out. Most of the time, the Holy Spirit is coming to convict you. He's coming to talk to you about your problems, about my problems. I'm telling you, a lot of times we get it mixed up and we're like, oh, Holy Spirit, give me a word for it. No, no, no. How about you listen to me first? How about you clean up your house and your temple? How about you start listening to me? Right? How can I trust you to give a word to somebody when you won't even do what I'm asking you to do? You wouldn't even pay for that lady behind you today. I said, buy her a coffee. And you're like, nah, that's my money. I work too hard. <laughs> You know, or pray for that person. No, that's too embarrassing. I'm not going to pray for that person at Walmart, right? And so a lot of times the Holy Spirit, he's there asking for permission, but he wants to move through you, but he wants to move in you first. He wants to fix your house. And, and you know, and so for his glory, for God's glory. And so, uh, yeah, sorry, I got out on the no, tangent again. Good. All right, I think we should keep going. Um, we were in John Okay. 16. And then now there's so many scriptures on what these are actually what, G, you know, what Jesus is saying. And John 14. 
Um, I don't know if we have it up there or not, but I'll read John 14, 15 through 19. He says, if you love me, keep my commands. I will ask the father and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. The spirit of truth. Also, Holy Spirit. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him. Us, the children of God, believers, we know him. He lives with you and you will be and you will be in. Wait, and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you before long. The world will not see me anymore, but you will see me because I, I live. You will also live. So. You know, to see Jesus is because the Holy Spirit's allowing that. We feel that Jesus with us because Holy Spirit is here. Yes. He's saying there's an advocate here to help you and be with you forever. And it's just a when you read that, you're just like, that's such an awesome promise. He didn't leave us to be yeah. orphans. That's what it says in his word. He yeah. didn't leave you to be alone. He left the Holy Spirit. Yeah, and I love that because it also solidifies what I was telling you of where's Jesus at the right hand of the Father. Where's God? On his throne. You know, that's why he said, I don't want to leave you alone, so I'm going to send you who? The Holy Spirit. He's sending the Holy Spirit. That's why, he, that's why the Holy Spirit's here, so that you won't be alone. Because the Father and the Son, they're, they're reigning in heaven. In their dominion, their territory. And, and, you know, and one of the things that I was talking to uh, Pastor Christo about which is really awesome about the Holy Spirit. A lot of times we don't realize, so like in the Old Testament, you'll hear like, oh, the Spirit fell on, you know, Samson. He was like, oh, you know, destroyed the temple. One more time, Lord, you know, <laughs> just one more time, you know. And he like, you know, he killed himself and everybody else. But um, it was so funny too, because the teens, uh, Pastor Rick was talking about it. And one of the teens was like, what about the little boy that helped him, you know, put his hand on the post? And we're like, I don't, you know, well, we pray he got away, you know, we pray he got away. But, uh, the, <laughs> but the Bible says they all died. So I'm like, oh, Lord, you know, I felt really bad. It was Bryant. I felt so bad. I was like, I was like, yeah, you know, maybe he got away. You know, I don't know. But it was crazy because Brian actually caught on to that because, you know, the little boy took him to, to put his hands on the on the column or the post. And so, but then he knocked it all down. They all died. So I don't know, but um, it's just. Holy Spirit falling. Yes. So Holy Spirit. <laughs> okay. So Holy Spirit. So sometimes in order to understand what you gained, a lot of times you have to understand what we lost first. Okay. So in the beginning, like, you know, Adam, right? Adam, he lost. When he fell, the Holy Spirit, boom, left. The kingdom was no longer being governed. The kingdom just went crazy. The colony of, of, you know, of heaven was still here, but now everybody, and a matter of fact, I think it was over like 235 years, I think I wrote down, um, which is in the Bible. It's pretty crazy because if you read it too fast, you just miss it. It says it went like 235 years before they started um, crying out to the Lord. 235 years before they actually started praying to God again. Um, and so the Holy Spirit, boom, was gone. How do I know that? Because when Jesus came, he died. What came? The Holy Spirit. So when Jesus came to restore, what, what came? The Holy Spirit. So everything that Adam lost, Jesus brought back. Right? I mean, because he restored. He brought back. So sometimes, even though, you know, it's sometimes you really got to read the word and, and try to understand it the best you can because 
um, we skip through a lot of stuff and we don't realize that the Holy Spirit, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit have been around since the beginning. Timeless, eternal, right? And so, uh, but now we have that power again. We have the authority again through the power of the Holy Spirit. And so, um, yeah, anyways, go ahead. Yeah, it's 24 hours. It can never leave now. Yeah. Pretty much. We yeah. were saying that right. the Old Testament, Thank it you. came yes. and then it left again. Right. It can never stay. Right. But now it stays because it's in us. It yeah. never leaves. Like I was saying, Absolutely. we invite Holy Spirit, but we're not really inviting them. It's here. We just allow permission. Right, because everything has to do with authority in heaven. And so the Holy Spirit couldn't stay because the, the kingdom, there was no ruler. Well, it was. It was Satan. Satan was ruling. So Holy Spirit can't stay. Right? And so that's why when Jesus came and took the keys, took authority, and said, okay, I'm giving them to you. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, right? And so, uh, that, I think that, but now the kingdom of God has come, and now the Holy Spirit's here. The connection, the bridge to Jesus, right? The one who gives us revelation. And so now, uh, we're able to continue to just take ground and take authority and walk in power and in love, um, because that's the culture of heaven. How do, you, how do you spread the kingdom of God? How do you spread the kingdom of God? You you spread the culture of that kingdom. So in Great Britain, when they were taking over territories, what do they do? They send a delegation, they send a governor, and they take over by what? The culture. They change the whole culture. You know what else they change? The language. That's how you know if you go to uh, Africa and they're speaking French. Who took them over? The French. How do you know? Because of, because of the language. Which is really, really powerful. And that's why you know when you're in a room full of spiritual people and that love Jesus and heaven culture. Because all of a sudden you hear somebody say, Oh, the, the language. I hear the language of heaven. Then you start hearing, you know, healing's breaking out. And the love of God is breaking out. Why? Because the kingdom is here. Why? Because the culture of heaven is here. What is the culture? Love, peace, patience, understand, self-control. Right? And that's the, that's the power of the Holy Spirit, you know, that he, he causes that in us. So keep going. Sorry. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Um, I'll just read one more scripture and see where that leads us. Um, so John 14, 25 says, All this I have spoken while still with you, but the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you, and my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, troubled, and do not be afraid. So again, I just love having all these scriptures of this promised Holy Spirit, that advocate that he's leaving to teach us all things and to remind us of what he's saying, of what he said, what he's still saying. As he said, he won't say anything that Jesus is not saying. And Jesus is saying everything the Father is saying. That's right. And so it's just that beautiful connection that he allows us to hear yeah. um, our Savior and our Father in heaven. Yeah, I'm going to read this in the Amplified. I like what it says. It says, I have told you these things while I am still with you, but the helper, comforter, advocate, intercessor, counselor, strengthener, stand by, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, or in my place to represent me and act on my behalf, he will teach you all things, and he will help you remember everything that I have told you. Peace I leave with you, my perfect peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled, nor let it be afraid. 
Uh, and then in the parentheses, it says, let my perfect peace calm you in every circumstance and give you courage and strength for every challenge. Uh, and I love that. So that's just the amplified version. It's the same scripture. It's just the amplified version. Uh, but I, I just love reading the amplified version a lot of times because it goes in just a little deeper. Uh, and, I'll, and sometimes you'll connect the dots. And sometimes I'm like, eh, I don't know about that. But, but a lot of times it's right on, you know, and I'm like, oh, okay, wow, you know. Uh, but it's just so important that we understand that the Holy Spirit is there for you. Um, like I was saying earlier, sometimes we're like, oh, the Holy Spirit is there for you through me. You know, let me, <laughs> no, no, no. Holy Spirit said he's there for you, for me, for Pastor Crystal, Pastor Julie, for all of you. The Holy Spirit is here. He's here for you. Uh, and so, like you were saying, sometimes we kind of want to take the place of the Holy Spirit. We're like, oh, I know best. No, you don't. Who's going to come and teach you? The Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Who's going to guide you? The Holy Spirit. Now, you can gather knowledge and wisdom like we're doing here. You know, we're just chatting. We're talking about the Holy Spirit. Uh, you know, everybody's kind of like, oh, man, hmm, you know, let me see that. Let me write that down. Let me check that out when I get home. Um, that's awesome. This is how we grow. Uh, iron sharpens iron, right? Um, but the one who's going to ultimately guide you and teach you is the Holy Spirit. While you're reading your word, the Holy Spirit is going to just pop things out of the book, pop things out of the word. Hey, that's for you. Hey, you see this right here? Yeah, I was talking to the Romans, but that's for you. Or I was talking to the the Greeks, but that's for you. Or I was talking to the Israelites, but that's for you. Right? The Holy Spirit is what's going to activate and speak to you during those times. And so, all right, keep going. Yeah, so one thing we're talking about, the Holy Spirit, how we like to act like the Holy Spirit. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, sometimes I think about when we just want to point out what others are doing wrong and say, like, Holy Spirit, get them. And it's like, no. (laughs) Nobody does that here. But it's like, no, Holy Spirit, get me. Help me to be the, um, you know, what Jesus is calling me to be, what I need to do. And it kind of, for me, it was eye-opening because there's a difference to understand if Holy Spirit is truly working in your life. And there are the fruits of the Holy Spirit, then there are the gifts of the Spirit. And our fruits, you know, I hear a lot of people say, only God can judge me. It's like, really, you know, but it's like, nope. You are judged by your fruits. It's scripture. And so do my fruits, do I allow, not me, Crystal, do I allow Holy Spirit to help me grow these fruits in my life of of love, joy, peace, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, mercy. That's how you know. You're like saying, okay, I'm great. great. You're telling me about the Holy Spirit. But how can I see that in my life? This fruits of the Spirit. And others need to see that in us. That's how we know that the Holy Spirit's moving in our life. And it starts with us first. Then we have the gifts of the Spirit. um, And that you can find in Isaiah 11. And it talks about Jesus before he even came and how he would have that Holy Spirit with him. It says, if we're ready to read. I don't think I gave her that, but tell (laughs) her real quick. It's Isaiah Isaiah 11, 1 through 3. 11, 1 through 3. Sure. 11, yes. 1 through 3. See, that's what happens when y'all don't bring your Bibles. Ooh, I'm just kidding. Holy Spirit, I'm just kidding. Don't strike. <laughs> uh, don't strike me. I'm just kidding. Uh, I normally use my phone too, so I'm just kidding. Go ahead, baby. All right. So it says, a shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. From his roots, a branch will bear fruit. The spirit of the Lord will rest on him. 
the spirit of wisdom and of understanding, the spirit of counsel and of might, the spirit of the knowledge and fear of the Lord. And he will delight in the fear of the Lord. Mm. He will not judge by what he sees with his eyes or decides what he hears with his ears. So we know that they're talking about Jesus. Yeah. And it's just so awesome because it says <laughs> that the spirit would rest on him. Right. And I guess for me, it just is that he will delight in the fear of the Lord. Sometimes fear for us is like, oh, I'm scared, you right. know, but he delighted in knowing that he was doing what the father asked him to do. Mm. He knew I had to do this for my father. And when you see that the spirit kept rest on him, it gave him wisdom, understanding, counsel, might, knowledge and fear of the Lord. So Jesus had all these things with him. He had the Holy Spirit. You know, sometimes we think Jesus is Jesus. He's awesome. But he, he needed the Holy Spirit. That's right. To do what he had to do. So why would we think that we're any better than Jesus? We need the Holy Spirit to get through the things that God's, you know, created us to do. Yeah, I mean, they work in perfect harmony. It's like having a vehicle with no gas. You know, and, and the Holy Spirit's the fuel. Like, you need the Holy Spirit to get anywhere you want to get to. To get to where God is calling you, you have to have the fuel, which is the Holy Spirit. And without that, you just keep sitting there. You just sit there. You keep waxing that thing. Oh, I'm a Christian. Oh, I'm a Christian. <laughs> Been Christian for 20 years. You know, you keep waxing that car. That's great. But you're not going anywhere because you're lacking the fuel, which is the Holy Spirit. You know, you got to have the Holy Spirit. Uh, yeah, I know. I know. It's, it's crazy, but it's true, though. Like, it's true. I mean, you know, there's a lot of people like that, you know, and I've met people and uh, at one time. Well, no, I, I was just a devil. You know, one time I was just like, I'm a devil, you know, and I went crazy. And before I came to be born again, you know, I was just rebellious, you know, but um, but, you know, I just I just can't imagine my life without the Holy Spirit. Can't imagine waking up and not having a connection to Jesus. Uh, let me show you that. That's Ephesians 2.18. Let's go to Ephesians 2.18. I'll show you this here. A lot of times I have to like super zoom it. You know, this is an inside joke. Some of y'all know, some of y'all don't. <laughs> I'm supposed to wear glasses and I don't. Okay, there I said it. Um, Ephesians 2.18, it says, For it is through him, who's him, that we both have a direct way of approach in one spirit to the Father, the Holy Spirit, someone with the Holy Spirit. So then you are no longer strangers and aliens. Oh, this is the amplified version here. Let me read it to you guys in the um, NIV real quick. Okay. For through him, we both have access to the Father by one spirit, who is the Holy Spirit. Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people and also members of his household, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. In him, the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. Okay, so going back to verse 18, you have access to the Father through who? The Holy Spirit. Without the Holy Spirit, you have no access to the Father. And through the Holy Spirit, you become a what? Citizen. That sounds like a kingdom word to me. I'm a citizen of what? What are you a citizen of? The kingdom of God. What did Jesus do on the, his time on the earth? My Bible says in the red letters that he, the kingdom of God is like, the kingdom of God is like, the kingdom of God is near. The kingdom of God is at hand. The kingdom of God, why? 
because he wanted us to understand his kingdom and that it was here, it was coming. And the only, re the only way to actually bridge it was through the power of the Holy Spirit. That's why he said, I have to leave. You don't understand. I have to leave so that the bridge comes back. So that the Holy Spirit comes back. And now all of you have access to my Father. Unless the Holy Spirit comes, you won't have access to my Father. This is the only way it's going to work. I have to go. See, I don't believe in coincidences. I don't believe that God's word is just like, oh, it just says it that way. No, he says have. Go read it. H-A-V-E. I have to go. I must go. It was like, well, I guess I should go, you know. I've been hanging out with y'all. It's been cool and all, but uh, I got to go back to the kingdom, you know. You already know, that, you know. No, he, I have to go. There is no other way. If someone says I have to do this, it means there's no other way. It's the only way. So he said, I have to go so that the Holy Spirit will come. This is the only way. Okay. We're almost done. I think we're almost done. What else you got, baby? You had another script. So I just wanted to share Ephesians 4.30. And it says, And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, with whom you were sealed yes. for the day of redemption. And I felt like that's where God worked in me when I first heard this. How have I been grieving the Holy Spirit? Yeah. Pretty much how have I been trying to be my own Holy Spirit? How have I been trying to be... the Holy Spirit for other people. Because sometimes we think that we have to fix everybody. That, you know, for That's our right. children, I'm like, oh, I have to do everything right. And it's like, no, you have the Holy Spirit. Yeah. You ask Holy Spirit to come into your children to reveal to them the things that they need. Yeah. Like, I don't have to do that. I can't be with them everywhere that they go. One day I will have to send them into the world like not, you know, I'm not sitting to that world, but you know, I have to prepare them. Yeah. And the only one that's going to be with them is not mm, mom. That's right. Is Holy Spirit. That's right. And I get emotional because sometimes as moms, we think that that's our job. Yeah. We think we have to be their Holy Spirit, you know, that mama bear. And yes, we have a love for them, but that's where the burden comes in. That's where the stress and that because you're just like, I have to do it all right. If not, I messed it up. My children are messed up. But it's like, no, Lord, Holy Spirit, you are with them. Yeah, and it's important to um, condition them and teach them that from a young age. Because if not, they're getting old and they're like, Mom, I need help. No, you call the Holy Spirit. <laughs> I don't touch you when you were 10 years old. You better call the Holy Spirit. I don't <laughs> Don't call me at 3 a.m. talking about you need, the, you better call the Holy Spirit. You know, uh, nah, that's not true. I'll be there, but. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, we'll be there, but I'm just saying, y'all, like, if you teach them from a young age to rely on the power of the Holy Spirit, they're not going to sit there coward and scared. They're going to say, no, wait a minute. My mom and dad said I have the full power that Jesus had through the power of the Holy Spirit. So that means I can say to this bully, you better back up. In the name of Jesus, you better back up. I would hate for sickness to get you, no. Um, <laughs> no, no, but, but seriously, like, they have the power of the Holy Spirit. They can be like, you better back up or else you're going to meet Jesus. Not in a bad way, like in a good way. 
tell Jesus to, you know, come meet with you tonight in your dreams. And you know what? He don't even, he don't even have to wait. Paul saw him right there and then, middle broad daylight. Keep on and you're going to see Jesus. <laughs> all right, all right, I'm going to stop. Uh, no, but it is important for us as parents to, um, to really teach everybody. And you're never too old to, to learn this. You're never too old to teach this to your kids. You know, hey, listen, I'm here for you. But you know what's better? The Holy Spirit who's with you always lives in you and will, have, and will give you power and authority through every life circumstance. You can take authority through every life circumstance. That's why I love what it says, peace I give you, not the way the world does. You ever notice that? Not the way the world does. Why? Because the world thinks, if I have peace, that means everything's perfect. God's peace is, you'll have peace in the craziest, nastiest storm that you could ever think of. You'll have peace even though you feel like your job is falling apart, your life is falling apart, your husband, your wife, your kids, you will have peace. That's what that means. Not the way the world gives it or thinks about it, but the way I give it, you know, through the Holy Spirit who will guide us and comfort us, teach us in all truth and grant us peace. So, amen. amen. What else? Is that it? Um, well, yeah, we'll just have peace in knowing that the Holy Spirit's doing the work and not us. Yeah. That the Holy Spirit is going to guide our families, guide our loved ones into what is right. It says the Holy Spirit guides to all truth. So if you're praying for someone, you pray Holy Spirit would guide them to the truth, which is Jesus. That's right. And so, you know, we rely on that Holy Spirit to just move and show others the truth um, about who he is and reveal, you know, Jesus as Savior. And, um, you know, sometimes we go through hard things, too. And that Holy Spirit is our comforter. You know, and sometimes you wonder, why am I struggling so hard with whatever it is that you're going through? It's because has Holy Spirit, re have you allowed it? And sometimes it's the opposite. Sometimes you go through something and you're like, wow, how did I even go through that? And you're like, thank you, Holy Spirit. That was the Holy Spirit helping you through that because you by yourself couldn't. You look at it, you're like, I cannot have done that without the Holy Spirit on my side. Amen. Yeah. Um yeah, I mean, just going back to what you said, it's really, really important, guys. Um, it's just so important that we understand that the Holy Spirit is not an option. I know we don't like that word. Like, you know, you know what? This is crazy. Um, I'm going to try my best not to get too off in the tangent, but it's funny because for a lot of us, it's really hard to understand kingdom. Why? Because kingdom is not a democracy. It's not a republic. Kingdom is a kingdom which means everything belongs to the king, and that means that you have to, what, obey. We don't like that word because that's not in our constitution, you know. you got to obey or, like, that's, you know, wait a minute, you know, and I'm not saying that's the Father's heart. That's not the Father's heart for you. That's why he asked for permission. He wants you to want to obey. He wants you to be part of the kingdom and want to be there, right? But it's a kingdom. It's not up for debate. And so when you talk about the Holy Spirit, there is no debate. Just like there's only one way to the Father. What does Jesus say? I am the way, the truth, and the life. And he keeps going. He could have just said that. He could, he could have just said that. What did he say? And no one comes to the Father but through me. Nobody. There is no other way. Why? Because it's a kingdom. There's not a democracy. There's not a voting system. Oh, let's vote. How are we going to go to the Father? There is none. There's one way, and his name is Jesus. Jesus. There's one way. 
truth, and the life, Jesus. And Jesus said, okay, now I'm going, and you have to have the Holy Spirit. And so I just want to bring up the fact that it's not an option. Like, it's a necessity. Now, listen, it's not being forced upon you, but it's a necessity. It's a necessity. So, um, all right, are you good? Okay, uh, let's go ahead and stand to your feet. I want to read one last scripture, and then we'll be done. Um, I know today was a little different. I hope you guys liked it. I loved it. (laughs) Yeah. Amen. I love having uh, I love having these like living room talks with you guys, and I get excited. I start ro- walking around like, um, but listen, I want to say one thing to you guys. I want to read this scripture because there was this time in the Bible where these people had accepted Jesus and they got baptized, but it says that they did not have the Holy Spirit. Let me read that to you. That's in Acts chapter 8, verse 14. That's Acts chapter 8, verse 14. It says, When the apostles in Jerusalem heard that Samaria had accepted the word of God, they sent Peter and John to Samaria. And when they arrived, they prayed for the new believers there that they may receive the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit had not yet come on any of them. They had simply been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And then Peter and John placed their hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. So this morning, as we get ready to close, um, I want to do something different this morning. I want everybody to, um, to put their own hand on their own head. Your own hand on your own head. Okay? And this morning, we're going to just pray that the Holy Spirit would come alive in us and that we would receive the Holy Spirit. If you have not received the Holy Spirit, Spirit, I want you to pray that the Holy Spirit would come in you and would live inside of you. And if you have received the Holy Spirit, I want you to say, Holy Spirit, come alive in me. And this is important. I want you to say, I give you permission. So, Father God, right now, in Jesus' name, and through the power of the Holy Spirit, Father, we ask right now that the Holy Spirit would come alive in us. And Holy Spirit, we say we give you permission to love on us and convict us and to help us and to guide us and to teach us in all truth. Holy Spirit, fill us up. Give us boldness to share your word. Give us that hunger for your word. Holy Spirit, would you fill every single one of us this morning? God, right now in the power and in the authority of the Holy Spirit, I declare that the Holy Spirit comes in the name of Jesus, that the Holy Spirit enters every single person in this place and every single person listening online right now, God, by the power of the Holy Spirit right now, Holy Spirit, go touch them, fill them, give them strength, God, in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for your word that says when you receive the Holy Spirit, you will receive power. Yes. So God, right now, I release power. Power in the name of Jesus. Power through the power of the Holy Spirit. Yes. God, we thank you. We thank you for your gift. Father, thank you for your son, Jesus. Jesus, thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit. That you have not abandoned us, but you gave us a bridge. That you yes. gave us a way to continue to have fellowship with you. Father, we thank you. We love you this morning. 
We're grateful for your word. Yes. And I ask in the name of Jesus that you would bless all of us. In Jesus' mighty name, everybody said, Amen. 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 All right. Put your hands together for Jesus. Come on. Um, so uh, we're about to get ready. We're, gonna, we're actually about to just walk out. But um, if you want to give, you guys can give online. Uh, there'll be some ushers at the door. Um, giving is just another way that we do worship here, okay? So if this is your first, second, third time, don't feel obligated to give. You really don't have to. Uh, this is just for anybody that wants to and wants to worship God, okay? So we love you guys. I want to thank everybody for making this happen. Thank you so much to the worship team. Thank you so much for all of you. We love you. Don't forget to see Pastor Julie in Pastor DJ's office if you want to be part of the angel tree. Love you. God bless you and have an awesome Sunday. See you next week.